0: Welcome to the Rural Rockstar, a podcast dedicated to empowering rural women with the tools and inspiration to transform their lives and businesses from the inside out. I share my journey of Survive to Thrive in life and business, and I show what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I also interview other rockstar women from around the world to inspire you to do it too. My mission is to empower the next generation of rural changemakers to show up and be the leaders we need. I'm Katrina, your rockstar host. Let's rock. Hello and welcome back to The Rural Rockstar. I'm your host, Katrina Myers. Today I'm doing a solo show. I thought it was time for just a bit of a a tools and tips and general chat show from me rather than an interview. So today I want to talk about taming our inner critic. Now, you've probably heard about the inner critic. If If you're listening to my podcast and you're kind of on the wellbeing journey a little bit or you've been learning anything about the mind and personal development, then you've probably heard the inner critic talked about, but maybe you haven't. I know that it was kind of a new thing for me to come across you know, at the start of my wellbeing journey probably about seven years ago and understanding what the inner critic is and why we have it as human beings and what we can do about it has been sort of life-changing for me, I have to say. So I really wanted to talk about that with you today because I think it's a really important thing for us to understand and to be able to work with, and it's something that actually holds us back, particularly as women, um, but as human beings so much in the modern world. And we'll get into talking about why this inner critic in the modern world is sort of affects us even more. So first of all, what is the inner critic? So basically what it is, is that it shows up as our negative thought patterns, our destructive thought patterns, and our self-criticism. So, you know, it's the voice inside your head that says, I'm not good enough, or, um, there's something wrong with me, or I'm a failure, or I'm too fat, or I'm too thin, or my face is too ugly, or don't try that because you won't succeed, or you're not good enough to do that, or, um, it, it can also be just the focusing on the one thing that you get wrong. Like say you, you go to an event or a sporting event or you put yourself out there or you do a speaking gig or, you know, you produce a podcast or you start a new business. It's the It'll be the voice in your head that gets you to focus on the one thing that you stuffed up on. You know, so you might have 50 things go well in a day or 50 positive comments to a social media post that you do, but there'll be one negative comment And your inner critic will focus on that one negative comment and it'll use use it against you to tell you that you've really stuffed up and basically it'll just focus on that and not the good stuff. So that's the inner critic. And we all have it. It's really important to know that we all have an inner critic. And I'm going to sort of get into like why we have an inner critic and where it comes from. Uh, So... It's, yeah, as I said, everybody has it. And I'll tell you about my story first, about how the inner critic showed up for me, um, just as an example of where you might see it. And the thing to remember is that most people don't even know that they've got this inner critic or these negative thoughts. Like if you've never been sort of introduced to this sort of, um, I guess, to this knowledge, then you probably think that you are your thoughts and you're not able to separate yourself from your thoughts, okay? But actually... We we are the thinker of our thoughts. Now, that's quite a hard thing to get your head around. There's lots of um cool kind of little exercises you can do to understand that. But just to know that you are not your thoughts and your thoughts aren't facts. You are the thinker of your thoughts, okay? So if you've never been introduced to that and you've never known that, that's a bit like, whoa, like it can be quite mind-blowing. I remember when I first learned about it just being like, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a weird concept, I guess, but it's actually super powerful to understand that. So I my inner critic used to show up in 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 the challenging uh, sort of friendship relationship that I had and it sort of wasn't necessarily, this is probably the, the most significant experience I've had with the inner critic anyway and it went on for probably 10 years. So it would be, you know, very much it would be the discussions that I would want to have with this friend in my head but could never have and so it would show up as like yeah all the things that i wanted to say to her and it would actually be sort of like all the things that she was doing that i didn't like because they were things that i didn't like about myself so i would sort of flip that around as being like the the criticism of me um it was it, and also it it sort of manifested as well as So I was worried that she was a threat to my husband um, and that this weird kind of jealousy thing came up for me. So I, I, like, really, you know, overbuilt this jealousy thing in my head and it was very, well, it wasn't true, a lot of it. Like, it was just all made up in my head. But it took me a good 10 years. Oh, comparison, that was the other thing that really showed up, a lot, a lot of comparison, like very negative thought patterns around comparison and constantly comparing myself to this friend. So it took me a good 10 years to I sort of I sort of became aware of it but not to this extent where I could actually do anything about it. So it wasn't until I actually started getting therapy and then started to learn to meditate that I was able to really identify the thinking and the thought patterns more. And that was really life-changing. So it, for you, it might be showing up as a weight thing um, where you've got, you know, you're because what happens is these thoughts become habitual. So we actually become sort of like it's a habit to have these thought patterns and you'll have find yourself having the same thought patterns day after day after day after day. Like I said, my thought patterns went on for 10 years before I was able to break that cycle, like just crazy. So, well, it feels crazy. It, the thing is it's not crazy and it's actually part of the human experience and we all do it. So, yeah, so it's, you You know, you and you might not even be aware of your negative thought pattern. It might be a relationship um, thought pattern. It might be, you know, something to do with not being able to start a business or not having the confidence to change your jobs or a comparison one or a, a friendship one. Like there's, there's so many different negative thought patterns that we can get into hab- habitual thinking around that can really hold us back in life. And I think it's a huge part of what does hold us back, so that's why it's so important to understand it and to be able to work with it. So you might be thinking, well, why do we have this inner critic? Like why, why as human beings do we have this inner critic? So I thought I'd try to explain a little bit about like why we have it and where it comes from. And it's actually really just to do with how our brains function and our brain, our, our brains work basically. So our brains are basically wired like the default mode of our brain. So when we're not thinking, when we're just when we're not doing anything else, when we're not active, the default mode of our brain is to be self-referential, to be thinking about ourselves basically. So like we yeah, referencing ourselves, that's the default mode, which is closely linked to thinking about our problems, which is also closely linked to thinking about what other people think of us. Now, at the very sort of basics of evolution about where this came from. It's because we're wired for neg- for the negative. So you, you, you might have heard of negativity bias. And so basically we're wired this way because, you know, back when we were living in sort of tribes and in the wilderness and in the wild, we had to be able to recognise the bear before we could l- recognise like the nice smelling rose or the the you know, the nice thing that we want, the berry that we wanted to eat. So we, the people who were most tuned in to recognizing the bear first were the ones that survived. You know, like if you were more in tuned with being able to quickly recognize the bear coming, then you would survive the longest, right? Makes sense because you were able to run quicker and, you know, if you didn't recognize it, you would die. It was pretty, pretty that simple. And so, so, to add on to that as well in this time back when we were part of a tribe, what they now know is that actually just as significant as being able to run away from the bear is this need to belong to the tribe and have connection. So that's also another thing that our brains are wired for. And so in this modern world, uh, as we we don't have to run from bears, but we do still crave connection. And these are the two two things that, like, our brains now struggle with because, well, they don't struggle with, but they're not adapted to our current world basically. And so why that's happened is my meditation teacher kind of explained this to me is that our brains and our minds have kind of created this world that our physiological biology does not, has not kept up with. So physiologically we're still wired as if we were part of a tribe back as, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, but actually our mind has changed the capacity in the world that we've created in terms of, you know, we, we don't have this real connection and belonging to tribes as much anymore and we live in this fast-paced world where it's actually very high stress. So even things like back in the day when there was, back in the day, like thousands of years ago, you would you would live in a tribe and you would very, very, very rarely, like perhaps once in a lifetime, maybe even encounter another tribe you know it was a massive deal and it was something you would talk about for thousands of years whereas now on a daily basis we are coming into contact with new people so and this is stressful for our stress systems you know and and then with social media it's a whole another dimension because on the one hand we're connected but it's also adding to this this whole nother layer of stress so basically our physiological biology has not kept up with the world that we live in and we're actually in these very you know, high stress situations, just in the in purely in the fact of what our environment is now, and so we we, we are wired to our our brain is still wired to recognise the negative. Only the negative now is not bears; um, it is you know encountering another person or a negative comment, comment on social media or the fact that a friend says something mean to us or we don't feel like we belong to the community or the connection and we haven't got a connection anymore and we've lost sense of, you know, w- where we fit into the tribe and we don't know our purpose. and So this is all the things that our brain is dealing with now that seem like negativity to our brains but actually we're perfectly safe. So we've got to be able to work with this and understand it that it's just our physiological, bio, you know, makeup. It, there's nothing wrong with us, and we are not our thoughts and we're not our inner critic and we're not we don't need to to have this sort of you know negative bias as much as we do anymore. and we've got to learn to work with it and overcome it and understand it so that we can operate in the current environment that we're in in the world we're in in a more positive, healthier, Kind of less stressful way, but this takes work, and it's not actually easy. It's a practice, and you have to sort of work with it to overcome it. Um, and if you've been operating this way for a long time, it's even harder, I guess, because you don't have, you're not even aware of what your thoughts are. And actually, that's a huge part of it is becoming aware of our thoughts and all of this stuff. So even just listening to this podcast, you are sowing a seed now with your brain that oh, hang on a minute. Uh, maybe I'm not my thoughts. And why do I get so stressed out just, you know, from a negative comment on Facebook or from uh, feeling like, and why do I focus on the negative so much? Hmm. Like that's going to be sowing a seed with you. And something that can be cool to do is actually like try doing a full day of observing your thoughts. I would actually go so far as to say that's nearly impossible. It's very hard to focus on observing your thoughts for an entire day. But Maybe even just like for, you know, after you've listened to this podcast for 10 minutes, see if you can start to absorb, observe your thoughts and think about the thoughts that you're having. And you might notice that within the space of 10 minutes, many, many of your thoughts are destructive and negative. So really try to tune into that and see. Like it can be little things like, um, you know, you're making dinner for the kids and you're like, oh, God, I'm having another bought meal. I'm a failure as a parent because I'm not feeding my kids a good meal um, or, oh, GP's, I just ate that biscuit. I'm a failure. I'm going to get fat. Like whatever the thought process is, you'll find that a lot of the thoughts are negative. So really just starting to have an awareness of that is the first step. So how can we start to have more awareness and how are you going to do this? Because you might be thinking, well, like, what am I going to do? We're wired for this. Like, how can I change? So, some things that have really helped me, and this is well known now, there's a lot of research to, to show that this is how you can work with your inner critic and what you can do. The number one thing is meditation. Because first of all, if you're not aware of your thoughts, it's very hard to change them. So it's all very well to say to someone, oh, well, just just you know, stop thinking like that, or just stop being anxious, or just just stop eating that food or just start exercising or just do this and it can seem so simple. The trouble is you don't actually have an awareness of what you're doing so it's very, very hard to change. And our thoughts are habitual and they're just like pre-programmed in so the the will to think, well, I'm just going to change is not enough. It takes time and it takes practice, as I said. So what meditation does is it actually builds our self-awareness. It builds our awareness of our thoughts because when we're meditating, we start to get an understanding of we, we can connect with our true self and then understand what's thoughts and what's our true self. And you can start to have an awareness of the thoughts that you're having. So meditation is a huge one because, yeah, as I said, it, it builds that awareness. So instead of just reacting all day, you can start to actually go, oh, hang on. I'm having a negative thought, what am I going to do about it? And you become more responsive. And that's actually the the key. You know, if you're not even aware of your thoughts, it's very, very, well, it's impossible to change them, you know. So what we have to do, first of all, is practice meditation to tune in to our thinking patterns and to kind of become more aware of them so that then we can work with them. Right, and so it's also really important to know that you can't just push the thoughts out. So, And this is what I was talking about like in relation to say, say you want to lose weight or you want to stop eating or you want to start exercising. So, you know, it's like if you say, and we will all know this, right, like if you say to yourself, well, I'm not going to eat that cake, I'm not going to have cake for afternoon tea today, then all you can think about is cake. And this is also well known and well studied is that like if you sow a seed in the brain, then that's actually you will think about that even more. So telling yourself not to do something is, is just gonna make it worse. So you've actually got to really work with it at this deeper level. And doing habit work is a whole another thing that you can do, which I will talk about in another podcast actually, because habits are like a whole you know, they're a whole thing into themselves. But for now, the main things that I will sow the seeds with sow the seeds of for you is to start meditating and to think about meditation so that you can really start to observe your thoughts and then work with them. The next thing that really worked for me is once you become aware of your thoughts, then it's picking a little phrase or yeah, probably a little phrase is the best. So I learned this one from Gabby Bernstein um, and it is, so you can just say, oh, thank you for that thought. So once you notice it, once you realize you're having a negative thought and you, you pick up on it, then you say, oh, thank you for that thought. I choose love instead or I choose something else instead, whatever works for you. So it's literally sort of kind of redirecting the thought, not so much blocking it, not trying to block it, not trying to stop it, but just recognising it, saying thanks for that thought, but I choose something else instead. So that's a really good way at the start, once you've become aware of your thoughts, to kind of redirect them, I guess. Not blocking, but redirecting. Okay? Now another thing to do is practice gratitude because that there's again a lot of research around how practicing gratitude it sends off all sorts of good things in your brain, good things in your brain. I can't I don't remember the technical terms for that one, but gratitude rewires your brain for the positive. So thinking about what am I grateful for and what's going well uh, is a huge sort of catalyst for for getting your mind on a positive you know, leading to the positive rather than the negative. So that's another one to really tune into. Now, self-compassion is another thing that really has to come into this in a big way. So we need to be able to be less self-critical. So as you're practicing all of these things, instead of like, oh, God, there I go again thinking that bloody thought, I'm so useless, why can't I just stop thinking this thought? It's like, oh, okay, ooh, isn't that interesting that I'm actually recognizing that thought now? I am making progress. Isn't that good? I'm just going to keep working on this. As always, self-compassion plays a huge role in any personal development work that you're going to do, any mind work, you know, because as soon as you start to be self-critical, you're just going to the negative again and that's where our brain wants to go and that's where it'll stay because it's, you know, as we talked about, we're wired to stay in the negative for survival. So self-compassion is a huge part of it. Um... And also, really, something to be aware of is this is like just a touch on is visualization. That's the other thing I want to talk about. So, being able to visualize how you want things to be is a super powerful process. They've done all this research now to show that if you visualize yourself doing something, the brain doesn't know the difference between visualizing it and actually doing it. So, they did this study with, with piano players, they got one group to, um, visualise themselves playing the piano for two hours so they had to sit and visualise it for two hours and then they got another group to actually play the piano for two hours and practice. I think they did it for a week or something and at the end of that time the ones who just visualised it were something like 80% as capable in playing the piano as the ones who'd actually been playing the piano. Phenomenal. I mean that's why you always see the skiers you know like at the snow and all the Um, they sit at the top and they visualise their run and, you know, like visualisation is now proven to be a huge part of or extremely helpful um, for sport and, you know, you can actually, the brain doesn't know the difference between visualising it and actually doing it. So that can be another way to, you know, if if every morning you can visualise the life that you want or the things that you want or the way you want to be, it's another really good way of resetting the brain and setting it up for the positive rather than the negative. So just I hope that that's been helpful for you today with really like hopefully some good tips on what you can do um, to work with your inner critic once you recognise that it's a thing and that it's not just you. Everybody has this inner critic and we all, yeah, it's just a human biological function of our brain that we have this inner critic and there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad person and once you can start to recognize your thoughts and separate them from you, it is so, so powerful. It's, it's still a work in progress. You're not going to wake up one day and not have any negative thoughts and not be able to, you know, think critically about yourself, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's a practice. And becoming aware of your thoughts is a, is a, is a deep practice really and it's, you know, it's like I often talk about, I've been meditating for seven years now and, you know, there's still times, I would say, when I get stuck in thought, but not for long. So now instead of thinking about things for days, uh, you know, if I say something, someone says something that offends me or uh, if I, what else might happen? Oh, you know, like you go out to a party and you have a challenging conversation with someone. I don't know, I seem to get myself into situations where I have arguments with people because I'm quite vocal about things. And then, you know, you might come home and you'll have anxiety about that conversation. But it doesn't last long now for me because I'm really able to recognise what's going on and go, oh, hang on, this is my brain doing this. How can I choose to think about this differently? And how can I move through this more quickly? So it doesn't mean you'll never have negative thoughts, but you'll just be able to recognise them and and work with them so much more quickly. So number one, practice meditation. Uh, It's a huge um and if you want to learn meditation you can come and do that with me um you'll be listening to this i will be i'm actually doing a course at the end of june so if you want to know more information about how to come and learn meditation uh, then definitely get in touch because it's yeah it's life-changing because unless you can actually have the awareness of your thoughts like i said you can't really do much about it so meditation is crucial the next thing is to practice gratitude, to set yourself up for the day or at the end of the day to, you know, sort of, sort of implement those more positive vibes. Really, really powerful and heaps of research around gratitude. Self compassion is massive through all of this. Make sure you're practicing self compassion. And once you're recognizing you're in a critic, then be compassionate about it. Don't keep being critical about it. Don't use that as another chance to beat yourself up. And lastly, practice using some visualization and really tuning in. First thing in the morning is a good time to do it or any time throughout the day. Visualize how you want it to be rather than how it is and that is another really powerful way for kind of overcoming that inner critic and resetting your thoughts and sending them in a more positive direction rather than being stuck in that cycle of negativity. So I hope that's been helpful and... Yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you want to know any more about your inner critic and if you want to work with me anymore and if you want to learn meditation, please do get in touch because I just can't stress enough how powerful meditation is for so many areas, but particularly this one of working with your inner critic and, you know, overcoming that negativity bias and really living the life that you want because you become so much more responsive rather than reactive and that is the gold. So thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with another fabulous podcast and, yeah, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.